The following pendant production contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Previously crossed the line. Hello, everybody. Uh, yes, welcome to the commentary for the line. Season 2, episode 11. I've had a lot to drink um, in the run-up to this. Um, Historia, part 2. It's very nice to have you all here. My name is Chris Britton. I am a writer and creator of the show. With me is M. Sierra Garcia. Say hello, M. Hello, M. Excellent. And also here is uh, Mr. Joel Rowan. Say hello, Joel. Hello. Ah, excellent. Um, so, yes, welcome. Welcome on this February morn. February afternoon, February evening, or perhaps March, so April, or May, if you're listening in the future. Um, <laughs> so we hit right into the opening credits, because Joel and I, we, we emailed about this, didn't we? I think the three of us did, because you were saying, like, I can't find a place to put the credits, uh, which is a fair every, point. Every place I found that would that it might fit, mm. which is horrifically awkward, because it was, like, right in the middle of the scene, and it was just building to something else in the story. Yes. No, I agree. So um, I, I had actually thought of putting it, putting the uh, you know, um, episode eleven Historia at the end, kind of like they do on the Kingery, and you're like, no, 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 just put it, <laughs> put it after the, the previously, and we'll go from there. And I'm like, they are. It's the, yeah, I, I I have a, an ending love for a cold open. Um, I like a cold no, open I, too. And I, I sometimes I miss it, and I love it on I love it on shows that, that do it like a TV show. And I've always thought of the line really as as a TV show that just happens to be on on radio, um, something on HBO, obviously, especially with the scene that's going on right now. In fact, yeah, let's not talk know. about any of that stuff. Em. No, no, let's continue discussing something oh. completely different that no, has nothing no, to do no. with what's going on in the show right you. now. Let's talk about the sex scene that you're in right now. You're doing a marvellously energetic <sighs> job, you and Chris Barnes. Um, very good. And, and and seriously, squeaky bed sound effects, all, all very um, authentic. Well done, Joel. I am actually physically blushing right now. Good. Yeah, My face is warm. I remember a couple of... Uh, uh, episodes ago, I was talking about how far do you take it before it becomes pornographic. This is the uh, <laughs> this is the scene I was talking about because Ed oh, gave me a Louise. lot of wallet. Yeah. I don't mean to embarrass you, but you gave me a lot of wallet. It's actually kind of funny because then Chris gave me like not even half that. I know because you. I think you sent me a first draft, and I was like, "There's a lot of there's yeah, a I lot of to, M here." <laughs> I had to cut. And Parts of his because he gave me like ten seconds worth of walla or something. He didn't he barely gave me any compared to M. <laughs> so I had to I had to cut and paste some of his uh, his modes of his walla, and I have to tell you, M's <laughs> first take of this. She sent the uh, the file to me for whatever reason. Her first take of this is her giggling. <laughs> It's I want you like, to know. I want. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted you to know how fucking embarrassing it was. Oh, you. That's you, why. You did lovely. Oh God. I'm can, Yeah, it's done. Yes, this one is done. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> Moving on. There's nothing to see here. Move on. Oh, no, but kind of something funny though. I gotta tell you, the the I I did it for you know on purpose, and yet I was listening, re-listening to it. I'm like, 
shit, he's really fast. <laughs> it's like, he starts, they're going, and then he comes, she comes, and I'm like, wow. Well, that was actually something you added, which which wasn't. Out. Well, that was something you added, which wasn't in the um, in the at least I clothes being torn off. I suppose it is actually. Yeah, because I'd envision that like, this is the end of a um, of a, a lengthy afternoon. But you'd added a wonderful sound effect of zips being opened and buttons being undone, which was like really, it was really really subtle at the beginning, but it was really nicely put in. Um, in part, the clothes being torn off. So yeah, in that from that point of view, it is really fast. But I think this goes back to what we were talking about at the end of episode nine: is that you can you can go for a realistic sex scene, which is going to go on for fifteen minutes and include lines along the line of "No, not like that," and you know, "Pass the butter" and and other such things. Um, or you can go for a, a, a thirty second bit of "Well, they fucking," and now we're over and we'll move on. And I think that's a fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes. Where are these men, and why have I not dated them? <laughs> Couldn't possibly comment. Anyway, anyway, now we've got past. We've got past the sex. Let's move on into the argument. Um, and um, yeah, I love this bit. Um, I think um, M, you made this even more uh, angry than I think it was initially written down. Oh, yes. Yeah, I I came from there. There's a lot of something. This was this scene. Just as I was reading it, it just I don't know the whole method acting thing. I guess is that what you call it? Because I started remembering past relationships and I just kind of flipped my shit. Is <laughs> basically that's the acting technique I use: flipping my shit. And Chris does a great job in Miles here. He really does make him quite weedy and pathetic. <laughs> um, which I think is is what's needed at this point. And we really get to hear Sahi like swear a lot here, which we haven't had in the past. I did like it. I just didn't mean. So it's good to hear the character sort of lose control. Mm. Okay, yeah, it's nice. I I like the I like how how much more human. Sahi is. Even as as we were writing all of this, it mm. just I I understood her a lot better. Yeah. And I approach her from a different place now because I I get I get a little a lot more about where she is and I get where you're where she fits as one of the tools to support Steph is. And again, I think that's why it's good that we did this now, not chronologically where it was. Why we did this as a flashback story being told to Kitty. Because I think it was good to have those episodes where Sahi was more of a of a, a, of a cipher of of a guide or a, a, a you know a trainer for Steph and not much more than that because that's how Steph sees her. And now we get to see it more from Sahi's point of view. Everything that's gone on, but of course we're seeing it from Steph's point of view because Steph is watching all of this. Um, which I think we've sort of forgotten about because um, oh yeah, no Steph gets a line earlier, which is possibly one of my favourite joke lines in the piece, which is about I don't need to see as much of fucking Sahi or Sahi fucking. I was just about to mention that. I love that line, and, and oh, I, I love um, Tanya's performance of it. Just the very awkward. No, it's like, yeah, it's like watching my mum. 
<laughs> it's like, Mommy and Daddy, no! <laughs> Why is Daddy wrestling with Mommy? <laughs> <laughs> and when you ask that question, answer them honestly, because otherwise you're going to fuck them up. That's a bit of my, my sex education opinion coming out there. Uh, yeah. So... Yeah, I know. I I I I just like the salty. I thought I thought it was good, and I thought it fine. It, you know, as you say, it gives a a human aspect to Sahi, and um, begins to show why Miles is um is so despised by Gil. Stupid Miles. Yeah, stupid Miles. There's a lot more of that to come. Bit of a cunt, as Steph says. So yeah, Joel. So you kept these rather music-free. Uh, that was an accident. That was not on purpose. I just, it, I didn't even think of adding music to it. Fair enough. Emma, you not moving house? I, huh? Is M moving house while we're discussing this? No, I just kicked that's something. What, Sorry. Oh, right, that's fine. Sorry, that's what I want to know. It's that, that <laughs> like during episode nine, there was like somebody drilling in the background. <laughs> in my house. Or it's somebody's house. I don't know. It was coming through the the headphones, just this high pitch. That sounds like a very angry cat. <laughs> oh, my neighbor has. I have outside. There's a. Uh, I'll tell you uh, off this, because people don't need to know. I'll explain later. <laughs> okay. Good point, good point. Sorry, Joel, you Where were saying. We? we rudely interrupted you there. <laughs> I think I was done. I think I was just saying I couldn't even think of something to put in here. It didn't... Every little thing we did. I love that. I love Miles trying to say I love you and then being kicked out. Bastard. Yeah. Motherfucker. Right. So we jump to the next oh, scene. Oh, this I... part, the crying. Oh. You made me feel bad, Em. <laughs> like, why did they give you a hug or something? It's just like, oh, thank you. crying. God. I gotta, you know, put everybody's voices over it. It's like, uh, awkward. <laughs> I like a good crying scene. I really like the way Julia plays Penny with sort of like that. She plays him with quite a lot of like tension because obviously she's having to work quite hard to keep the whole psychic link thing going. Mm. Rather than just reading the line straight because I didn't put any direction. Uh, no, we didn't put any direction at all there. So that was good. Also, I, uh, it's the, the scene starts out in a restaurant. The... the they are in a restaurant for like five seconds. I searched for five minutes for a decent <laughs> little restaurant sound effect. I finally had to settle on like a like a diner or a country cafe or something. It's like <clears throat> five seconds. God damn it! <laughs> well, I mean, I think we we truncated all this a lot. Originally, they were in yeah. the restaurant a bit longer, and and I, I'd almost wish now that we'd put another scene <laughs> in between those two sort of break it up a bit. I, th I wish we'd put something in mainly with her, maybe where they're going back to the chaplain. 
and and like just just talking to someone maybe not about what's going on but just something that meant it wasn't kicking miles out to yeah they've now met up for dinner again you know several weeks later because she wants to well she wants to try and find out what the hell's going on and she's in love with him um i i wish we put something in the middle but we didn't so hey never mind <laughs> Well, we had the scene. We had the scene in the restaurant, and then the scene walking, and then the scene coming up, and it 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 told a, it told an important part of the story. But I think we did a good job of saving that time for more of what happens at the house and building up to what's happening. You know what's going on. That's true. I, I think we did a good job of of kind of of what's the word, reducing it. So that you we get you know a lot of the flavor, but not, not a lot of the liquid. No, and it was it was to try and keep the house scene as long as possible while keeping the script at a sensible length for uh, for your sake, Joel, uh, more than anyone else's. Um, well, thank you. No, no, it's, it's okay. I because I, yeah, the, the scripts have expanded a bit as we well, especially as we're heading towards the uh, big season finale now. So it's trying to keep that some sensible length. So you're not directing 24 hours a day. Thank you very much. <laughs> I promise once we hit season three, they will shorten again. They'll be 10 minutes. Uh, <clears throat> 20. Five. <laughs> so this is the bit where Miles reveals that he is a member of the Order, because up until this point, of course, Sahi doesn't know anything about it. This, but this, In this period of Sahi's life, she's never heard of the Order. Um, and so Miles says that he's part of it, um, which again relates back to what we were saying last time. My, you know, my origin for Miles was actually playing the role of Sahi until I realised that that couldn't work, and that I'd much rather prefer it be. I, I tell you, I do like this uh, this line after he starts talking. The the line, um, it's him talking about you know they were formed thousands of years ago, and she's like, great. You're completely fucking nuts. <laughs> or maybe I am. Goodbye. I'm going away now. Yes. <laughs> and I just, I like that, how that was written, and it lo- em, I love how you played it, but... <laughs> it's just, you know... Wonderful! You're completely fucking nuts! <laughs> and I think in a real world, after that, and then after hearing that actually the reason he'd originally met her was because he was told to go and spy on her by the Order, I think in a real world she would have gone, fuck you, <laughs> and left. Unfortunately, for narrative purposes, she couldn't do that. So um, so she does stick around to see it through to the uh, to the mock exorcism that's coming up. I, my favorite part of this script was a, a direction that nobody sees that Chris wrote for Sahi. So, scoffs as only the British can. Yes! So, <laughs> I was going to bring that one up too. Cause... I, was, it's, it's very true. It's incredibly true. There's really there's a special flavor of scoffing that you can is only served by the British. Yep. Absolutely. And why, why? Why? I was curious about why. Why is Cornwall like a punchline? Um, oh. Because Cornwall is a hilarious place. Um, it's, okay. <laughs> I was wondering that too because I'm like, uh, yeah, it's it, 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 and it really it's a joke for me, which I know you're not supposed to run your writing. You shouldn't write jokes for yourself, but I do promise <laughs> that anyone brought up in the UK would would find it at least mildly. Um, humorous um yeah cornwall is on the, it's in the southwest of the uk it's the southwestern tip of the uk 
um, that leads right out there, and it basically thinks it's its own country. And in fact, there is a small group that wants Cornwall to uh, renege itself from the United Kingdom, become its own country. Like Wales? Oh, Bex, what are you saying, Diamond? It's a duchy, apparently, my wife says. There we go. Um, it's a duchy? It's a duchy. <laughs> yes, a duchy. Um, what does that mean? It means that it's ruled by a duchess. A duke. A duke of Cornwall. A there we are. Oh. Yeah, Duke or Duchess. Duke of Cornwall. Yeah. This part. This is the one time I've ever really been kind of frustrated that we can't use, like, copyrighted music, like music, uh, the score of a movie or something, because I have, like, three different movies that would have been perfect for this. Fortunately, I found something, you know, royalty-free, but it's like... Ah, this would be perfect here! Yeah, I feel, your, I feel your pain, dude. I really do. I mean, you could just stick the soundtrack of The Exorcist over this part, really. Um, but no, no, but I think the piece you've got is this Kevin MacLeod again. Yes, it is. Yeah, no, it's one of his tension horror pieces. And it is exactly what you need. And I think you actually, you really timed it well with, like, what goes on. There's something that happens in a moment where the tension kind of breaks for a moment. You get a really low note, and then it starts building. It's when she it's when she reveals the present that she's making for her dad actually. There we are, yeah. And this is this is Renee and Tasha, no? Yeah, Renee and her daughter Tasha. Um I mean no, normally the, 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 the yeah, the general rule is that no one in oh, under eighteen can be in the R rated shows. But obviously as Renee is a member of Pendant and is happy her daughter is happy to be in these parts and enjoys playing them, I was like if you if you're happy, I'm happy because I think it's much nicer to have a kid who's around the age that you want playing the part. It sounds a lot more authentic than someone trying to do a kid voice. And Tasha is a Spitfire. I love that kid. Yeah, I really love that kid. So oh, yeah. she was, she's great. I think initially she's a re- she's a really neat kid, and she could get really creepy when she wants to because she's. She's just so creative. I dig that chick. She's yeah, a good kid. Definitely. I think initially we talked about the idea of them making them British, um, but I think eventually this kind of went for sort of a mid-Atlantic kind of accent, so there's some Britishisms in there, but some Americanisms as well, which kind of works quite well. I like the idea that he met, met her maybe when he was travelling, and then they had the daughter abroad, and then they brought her back to the UK. So I think that we could build in a nice little backstory there for this family. Mm-hmm. Was it a mistake to call her Sarah when the other character is called Sahi? I'm beginning to think it was. By the way, I wanted to say, do you remember, you know, a few commentaries back, I was I was joking to you about, you know, this big this big bit of uh, sound effects stuff. You're, you're apologizing, and I'm like, oh, please, this was easy. I've done so much worse. That wasn't a challenge, dude. This killed me. <laughs> Just there was so much stuff. There was the, no. the, the earthquake, you are the, the stove, the burning, the, the bottles, the you know the building to the explosion. Oh God! Yeah, there's and a lot. There is there a lot going on. There were very specific sound effects too. Yes, and I I almost wonder if we we've ri- written this and. It was, it was rough. It was really hard audio. to get this scene out with audially. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, 
So I think considering there are sound effects in there, you just can't possibly make them sound exactly like what they are and have an audience member immediately go, oh yeah, I know what that is, that is a bottle exploding on the stove, containing vodka and igniting itself on the paraffin fluid. You know, um, I, I, I think it, it sounds... It, you, you've got the flames, you've got the things being thrown, you've got enough description there in the dialogue, but there's pro there was probably too much in the script where in, in our heads we're thinking like, oh, this is how it'll look, you know. Um, Although the, the Bible burning was black powder. Oh, well, that sounds great. Because that, there was really nothing good. that would... That, that's the only thing that, that would just go up in flame as quick as it sounded like you wanted it to. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I Although love the, lo the, the mod you've done over Miles Demon. Oh, thank you. I was quite proud of that myself. It started out, believe it or not, as the Tithia mod from um, the Kingery. Oh, yeah. And then I just fiddled with it and. Oh, I just, I loved how it turned out. Um, because, again, my geeky side coming out, he sounds like a deadite <laughs> from the Evil Dead. <laughs> he does. He does. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I have created a deadite. <laughs> it's so nice when you get a sound effect and you think, that's how they must have done it. Or possibly, I don't know. <laughs> Although, I didn't hear something else that was just just telling me. It's supposed to bounce off of It literally, the sound effects that bounces off his protection. So what the hell does that sound like? I just had this empty thunk of a, like, you know, if you've ever smacked a bottle against something, it's just a thunk. I can barely hear it. Yeah, the, 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 there is a huge amount going on, and perhaps that wasn't the best FX description that has ever been written in the history of the audio. Exactly. Script. But I think you did a sterling job with it, so don't worry. Um, Thank you. I'm just, yeah. I, I, personally, I think it's kind of funny because it's like, you know. Oh, I need to get you out. So this whole part's kind of sad because we sort of kill an entire family one by one in a very quick succession here, um, as well as at the same time having this massive revelation from Miles um, about the warrior and everything that's going to happen. Of course, is it a revelation or is it a trap? There is the point a little bit further back when Tasha yells, when Misha, Tasha being Misha yells, "Daddy, no, Daddy, it hurts!" I got little chills. I just felt so bad. She's a good little actress. Yes, yes. <laughs> a fire is kindled in my animal. And she'll bark to the lowest hell. Yeah, I could listen to him talk all day. I love that accent. <laughs> Sorry. Even 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 though he's being evil, I'm I will spend Yes, yes. No miles. I mean, uh, no Chris, no, you don't sound like no, it's Uncle Scrooge anywhere in this episode. It was only when you were being silly and flirty in the last episode, I yeah, swear. So, yeah, there's been almost no silly and flirtiness here whatsoever. Um, so now we... you just sound like, you know, a mean-possessed Scotch. Well, definitely. Not not when we've got pro um, uh, croaky uh, quotations from uh, the Book of Deuteronomy going on there. Um, 
A nice scream there from Tasha, and who, who, yeah, Misha dies and dragged to hell, and um, and then we blow everything up like this. And the explosion and the fire afterwards, one big sound effect. Very good. I added no, I didn't cut anything together. <laughs> like that, and I was like, oh, thank God. I'm gonna send this off. Hooray! And then, this much, you, you do this much, and then we get the next scene, which is like 30 seconds of nothing. This one, it's incredibly complex, it takes me for freaking ever to do, and then... And then you just got gong sounds and monks chanting. Not even yeah. the gong, because I couldn't find a decent gong sound. Ah, uh, you just got monks chanting. It was either this tiny little tin, you know... Yeah. Where are the big gongs? I've had this problem before, actually. You're absolutely right. Where are, like, the big sort of Indiana Jones and well, the Temple of Doom? Boom. Yeah. Gongs. See, it was either that tiny little ting, or it was, like, that gong that begin starts the Mortal Kombat theme. <laughs> I could have used that. I was going to use that, but every time I heard it, I just kept hearing you. Not the right thing to be thinking. Fight! Yes. And now we have her in a Shinto temple. It's supposed to be Shinto. It's Buddhist chanting. It's fine. No one will know if we don't tell them. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, Sahi has run away after the events, after everything that's gone on, and really, who can blame her? And the first, my first mix of this was goddamn horrible, because I had pretty much Sahi and Gil at the, or the, I pretty much had the, the background monks chanting at the same volume level as Sahi and Gil. You could hear them clearly separate, but not good enough, and I'm like, God, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> down, down volume, down. Well, no, it sounds great. Yeah, we this is yeah we finally get to see how Sahi and Gil met, and Gil chased her down after everything that went on. Um, and and we here up, comes uh, the scene that you directed. I did. Thank you very much. That's and all right. Um, it's right. best job ever. It is uh, no. That scene is uh, oh, going for a run. That's at the end. This is <laughs> so yeah, this okay. Is going for a job, right? Yeah, going for a job. So this okay. is um, a cameo piece um, for another podcast, um, which I've been wanting to include for a while. Um, uh, around the time that we started doing the line, I started listening to a podcast online called Flat Twenty Nine. Flat 29's Big Book of Everything, to give it its full title. You can go on iTunes now and download it, and it's awesome and very funny. It's done by three guys who live in the UK called uh, Dan, Rich, and Charlie. Actually, I think Charlie's recently moved to Sweden. But anyway, they do it all together over the internet. <laughs> and they write songs, and they write sketches, and they do just chat about various stuff on a, on a by, uh, by every, every couple of weeks. Um, uh, and this whole bit is improvised here. This is all I improvised. Do, I do have to give them big props. They're just hilarious. We will offer the clothes we are wearing. Just make us an offer. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So so I I started emailing with them and we talked about audio drama and I got to, I met Dan a few a few months ago. We went to see a, a TV recording together and um, we got chatting. He was like, you know, oh, I'd love to be in the line. I was like, great. <laughs> um, and um, so I said, well, what we'll do is we'll have a little cameo piece where you can come and we'll have one of your songs and uh, the three of you guys can just chat. And so I said, I get sent the script and I said, right, this is the bit that you're in. If you can just chat 
and I sent them like a few lines of ideas, <laughs> and they sent me six minutes of just talking bollocks to each other, um, which I edited and turned around and moved, and moved but it was already very funny, and um, I, I do want to put out the full bit. You know what I'm going to do, actually? At the end of this commentary, uh, you will get to hear the full six minutes unedited, um, because it is all very funny, so um, I'll stick this on the end of the commentary. Oh, I, I should... A little, uh, Lewis, what's... There is a bit that had I directed this, I I would have directed it a little differently. I actually would have put the dialogue over their bantering, because I'm terrible like that. But <laughs> they have a bit, they were like, one of them's like, uh, uh, what was it? Oh, it's like, what the hell are we doing here? Oh, here's a better question. What the hell are we doing in Sahi's flashback? Yeah, that was my, that was my suggestion, to make it a bit meta. And I totally would have put that in there. You will. <laughs> on, on, like, I would have put the dialogue over their bantering, and I would have put the, that little bit under the dialogue just to see if anybody could catch it. Ah, uh, very good. Yeah, I, I toyed with it, but I did, it's just what they give me was so funny. I thought, like, I've got to give them, like, at least oh, a yeah, minute your, of, of Yours time. was a way better idea than mine, um, but... But it, that would have been quite funny. But, yeah, no, I suggested make it a bit matter and actually reference the fact that you're in Sahi's memories. Um, make it a bit is it real is it not so they're lovely guys please they do they're hilarious to I'm a little behind um, but they crack me funny. they crack um, me up you turn me on yes. to them um, I highly also we, we talked about uh, we, I mean we talked over the return of Ashwath as Anil Shah gosh we did as well yes because of course Michael Bigonti was and Anil young now man. has an American accent from studying getting his uh, PhD in, uh, in America yeah, because now we've, I, I hope it's clear um, that it's all been revealed that Anil is actually the sexy man that Sahi was fucking in episode two of season one, Hello, back when she first got the message from Gabriel about what was going on, and that's what connects it all together. This is this boy that she was engaged to be with, and then parents died and everything, so I, I hope it sort of ties her story fully round. In fact, we get a flashback right here, yes. uh, back to seeing what happened, which are very nicely clipped from episode two there, by the way. Yes, thank you. Mostly because it says, oh, put FX, the clip from episode two, where they're having sex. Yep. But then! <laughs> and then, I know, and the screams of pain and everything, awesome. I I, I wasn't quite sure whether to put the uh, the filter on Miles or not, but I, I, I was quite amused by what I had, by the filter I had made, so I'm like, you know what, screw it, I'm going to put this in there anyway, because... Yeah, no, no, I think the, the filter the filter is needed at that point. I think it, it makes it better. Right. And, of course, this is where the Miles demon wipes her memories of everything. So, mm. Or at least wipes her memories of the important stuff, the prophecy. So she doesn't remember. Um, the scream is one scream stretched out digitally. And not quite the smooth way I did the, uh, the Steph voice in episode 9. But it... Because I kind of like that, that kind of eerie, warbly sound that it gave it. And the, um, that sound effect of uh, going back and forth into the memory, hit back, that is a, um, uh, what is it, uh, a flash pot or, or flash powder igniting. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because I, I just, I had this image, uh, this sound in my head, I couldn't figure out what it was, and it sounded almost exactly like that. And so, when it flashes to the memory, it's it going off nat naturally, when it flashes back, that's it in reverse. Indeed. 
Excellent. Nicely done. Thank you. And I used it in the last episode, too, when she flashes to having sex with Anil. You gotta have a lot of sex in this episode, Um, Those are not the scripts I write, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And now we're back out, and obviously in all the revelation, and uh, we've got Steph reeling, and um, yeah, I I thought this was... uh, It's got Julie and Penny being slightly humorous and awkward and um and then gil the dick as you have uh, named him joel becomes the absolute gil the dick oh yeah gil the dick i know seriously and of course stephanie being sort of the voice of reason you know you do you know, going, you guys do realize he's a demon, right? You know, he's the the the, the evil person, right? Why are we believing him? And it's almost interesting to have her in that position because it's such a reversal of where things have been. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really, it really does, like, well, I think it does show sort of the growth of her character. And of course, at this point, this is still like, this is still three months ago in the past, four or five months ago in the past from where we are now in actual continuity. Oh, um, yes. But, and now, but now she's set back a little bit because Gil decides she doesn't need to know that yet. Sound effects. Gil injects her. <laughs> yeah, how do you do an injection sound effect? I don't know. Oh, I just... It was, uh... I want to say it was like a... Uh, syringe being filled with air or pushing out air. I don't... Either way, it gave me a, a good injection sound. <laughs> but anyway, I'm just saying, Gil injects her. Did you do that on purpose, or is that just my dirty brain? <laughs> a little from column A and a little from column B, I'm sure. <laughs> Probably. I'm sure. Goodness. And now, we move back to the future. To the Notel Motel. Scene six. Sahi's room at the motel. Yes, she has one too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I figure it's been enough time. She must have a room of her own. Especially I just like how you, ha- you, you feel the need to mention, yes, she has one too. Well, I thought, you know, because it's never really been made clear, because most of the meetings are in Kitty's room, but obviously yeah, Kitty's been chatting up with Nicole for, uh, for for a while now, so Sahi's not going to be sort of lying in the middle of all that. Although, interestingly that we bring that up, it's very possible that Sahi's and Kitty's relationship has developed a little. They've just become and good, I, good, I, good friends. I, <laughs> yes. Well, I do think that between the you know the 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 way you pulled off these lines and and Joel the music and that music choice fun fucking fantastic here, dude. Um, and everything you pulled together here, this is probably my favorite scene of the show so far. Oh well, thank you. I I just have a little um, awkward bit at the end when they're like straightening up. I'm like, that went way too fast because it's like now they're said. I can see them, you know, doing it very quickly, like, <clears throat> yeah. we, we weren't doing anything, what are you talking about? But I, it was like in fast forward, you know, just, <clears throat> okay, we're good. No, no, I think that well, because I think that's exactly what you would do. Um, and um, seriously, you and Kat here, it's great. 
also I, I amused myself by the the door knocks, everything stops. You could, just you know You ah! haven't been in that no. situation, so it's perfect where you're like ah. everything's in no, it's I, like you just hit pause on the video tape recorder. <laughs> what? Yeah. No, no, I, I am you know borrowing from experience. But yeah, it's just I, I amused myself with that because all of a sudden all sound effects stop. Perfect. There's not even a slowdown. There's no, um, there's just. Hold on, I'm coming out. Oh, That's good. And there's definitely like real like latent romantic sexual tension coming there from from Cat and stuff, which of course is is very sad considering how we opened the last episode with her and Nicole fighting and mm. everything. So things are maybe not looking so good in the whole relationship aspect of. Uh, of people, because I, did, I certainly I, did, I didn't want us to get to a point by only season two where like everyone was happy and settled. Hold on, hold on, listen. Come on, tell me. I love this part. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, me too. Um, I know. It's just it's it's perfect. It yes, well. And it's all them. It's all their performance. It's just perfect. Dun dun dun. And then, I gotta tell you, Tanya had a little outtake. She read my mind. She was thinking the same thing I was when I read that. You know, the big crowd, Jerry, Jerry, <laughs> Jerry, Jerry. Oh, my goodness. Oh, if only we could put that in. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely one for the blue for real. Yeah, what an ending! What the fuck are we gonna do with that? I don't know. Hmm. No, well, fortunately we have written the next episode, so we know what we're gonna do with that. Yeah, wait, um, all right. But can we tell them all Santa Claus doesn't exist? That's fine. On it now. Yeah, no, no fault. <laughs> um. <laughs> That'd be good. Seriously, transporters, how much easier would make our lives to do these fucking things if we could just all transport to each other's house and just do them in one place? And, you know... <sighs> well, maybe one day someone will watch Star Trek and go, I've got a good idea. Well, did you see that article about... Well, never mind. This is a conversation for us. Faster than light are we talking about here? Yeah, that the, over at the Hadrian Collider that they came up with some results that they weren't expecting at all and it may affect the way that we view physics in general. Well, yeah, they've, done, they've run the test twice now on the neutrinos and they're twice they're running faster than light but of course they've got to now run out of a pile of other places to double confirm it because they're still sure that they just haven't carried a wand somewhere um, so uh, we'll have to wait and see it'll be quite interesting if we it all works out that no in fact speed of light is bollocks and Einstein was wrong and all of physics is incorrect Einstein was not wrong who, who knows maybe by this time next year we will all have our own little time ship in the back garden um, that'd be exciting but as we don't yet um, <laughs> hey, but maybe by the time his commentary goes out, we will. Maybe by the time his commentary goes out, they'll they'll discover the speed of light is doesn't More exist, or that you know you can break the speed of light. There's an interesting concept. My brain just exploded. I'm still stuck on the whole transport to each other's homes because I would probably just scare you guys, just like. <laughs> I'll compete you for that role, dude. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. No, because no, it's winter, so I have my the, the beard growing to keep my face warm, and I have my hair growing long to to, to keep my head warm, and and so yeah, I 
I, if I wasn't overweight, I would look like some sort of crazed um, uh, survivalist <laughs> living out in the woods somewhere. That's a yeah, good I, look. And I just wandered into town. <laughs> See, and if we had transport, that would mean I'd have to dress up, and I'm in comfortably in my gym jams, and only David Alt gets to see me in my gym jams, so there you go. No, oh, fair enough. What about me, hey? Yeah, what does Dave get all these you, But you, you know what? We, you didn't get the... We don't have a fourth wall here, so we can see you in your gym jams. No, no more gym jams. Yeah, we've broken the fourth wall. Oh, I know. It's all open. You have seen me in my gym jams when I went and hung yeah, out with you Yeah, that's true. I have. Yeah, that's true. We, we sat and watched Jerry Spring of the Opera. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nonetheless, you. so... Hey, you. In Seattle. Episode. Put that down. <laughs> episode 11 right, my darlings Sorry. that was episode 11 so right. now next yeah. month March we enter the first of the four part finale dun, dun, which is called Angelus uh, running up to the end of season 2 to me. at a speed of not yes trying to kill Joel that is the uh, entire object of this exercise oh god well this episode I thought was gonna this wasn't the episode that would not die this was the episode I'm pretty sure tried you know actively hated me Yep, they come along like, once in a it's while. It's trying to kill me. It wants to kill me. I'm going to wake <laughs> up one day and see it standing over me with a knife, screaming, From hell's heart, I stab at thee! <laughs> Hang on, I'm writing that down for a line of dialogue. From hell's heart, <laughs> I, I stab at thee. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, never had to record it's so been lovely to have you all here. Life. Hours. I never, ever, ever, yeah. ever, ever, ever. But what, what is the lesson we've learned from all this, M? That I'm going to edit the shit out of my lines from now on. Before? That I will continue to edit. <laughs> that I will read the lines <laughs> as written. Yes, there we go. <laughs> See, we've all learned something today. Yes. Um, <laughs> thank you very much for joining us, as always. If you want to email, you can get us on the line HQ at gmail.com. You can follow... Me on Twitter at the Line Boy, the show at the Line HQ, M at Sierra, and Joel at Carter Zolta Ego. Um, we'll be back in 29 days Hurrah. or so. Because um, it's February. Or sooner. Um, or sooner, who knows? But we will be back in March with episode 12, Angelus, part one. Um, thank you and uh, goodbye, Joel. So long. a lot sooner. I'm just saying. You're just saying. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Au revoir. Joel, goodbye. The rest of you. Bye, girl. Bye, kids. Bye. And they'll be screaming out. Oh! <laughs> and they'll be screaming out. Will, we loved your last hit. <laughs> the Will Smith lyrics. Is it recording now? Yeah. What are you gonna do? I don't know. Okay. I, I, if I say thank you, Oxford, and you go, I think you should go. You've been mediocre. <laughs> thank you, Oxford. You have been mediocre, or something. Anyway, thank you. That was that was pretty good. I liked the clapping that's going on there. Um, well, that went a bit out of time. But it, I mean, it was reasonably rhythmic. I mean, you can't expect everybody to be as great as us. What we're uh, saying, crowd, is we've done our. Ho- Let's say that again. What we're saying, crowd, if we've done our practicing, you should too. Yeah, I mean, if we bother to be in time and be slightly competent, then you know we'd like that from a room of people we barely know too. That would be nice. Do your homework. You're shit at math. You should know what our set list is going to be before we get there. <laughs> You're shit.
um, uh, so, well, so, I think we should be talking amongst ourselves as well, apparently. So, um, like, uh, what do you think? One more, guys? Yeah, let's give them one more. Do we have any more hits? We have a hit left. Keep Come on, let's... <laughs> we'll do a hit. Keep them wanting. <laughs> do we really think... Do we really think this small pub in Oxford can take many more ridiculous comedy songs? I think so. They're looking game for a... Oh, no, wait, that's booing. Right? Um, <laughs> the quick. crowd are turning on us. <laughs> think quick. quick. One more and then we'll go for it. <laughs> uh, we should say that to each other. Guys, the crowd are turning on us. We should really just do one more and get out of here. Big hit. Big hit. <laughs> Sh- shall I do my Bob Marley impression? <laughs> Not now, Rich. It's racially dubious. <laughs> 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 I can't deal with the hubris. Doesn't really matter. Um Right, okay, that's decided then. One last big song and then that's us done for the evening. Yeah. Are we gonna be allowed back here after this? I don't think that crowd will let us back anywhere near Whitney or Oxford or anywhere else. <laughs> Blanket ban on them. No, no. <laughs> I like where you're going with this. Right, on the way out, guys, we've got to avoid the promoter. On the way out, we've got to grab what we can. <laughs> Kill him. <laughs> <laughs> on the way out, we've got to murder the promoter. <laughs> with yeah, we're not going to get another gig. We might as well. <laughs> with a f- hot dog. <laughs> All right, let's just do some more hooping. Guys, we've got merchandise at the back. We've got signed T-shirts, signed hats, signed pants. Bloody knives. <laughs> signed. <laughs> with Rich's bl- yeah, with Rich's blood. We stabbed him earlier. That's why he's been slightly below par this evening. If you'd like to buy any of the clothes we're wearing at the moment, make us an offer. We might accept. You never know. Soiled pants. <laughs> buy three, get all free. Also, there's some posters of us. We may or may not be naked in there, so you know, depends how you swing. <laughs> buy our 2016 calendar. Nice and early. <laughs> it's us, nude, with our genitals covered up by uh, instruments and hands and things. <laughs> what things, Rich? Tell Word. the crowd. Wordplay. <laughs> our genitals uh, are covered up by wordplay. This is where you're going? Yeah. Okay. The, but <laughs> the theme for the calendar is metaphors. <laughs> By our calendar, we are naked except our genitals covered up by concepts. Like shame. <laughs> so, basically, we're sailing calendar years in advance because we're trying to improve our cash flow because, well, as metaphors go, we are broke. Um, so, yeah, we're going to do one more song for you and then uh, we'll get out of your way. Have a good evening, guys. This one's a big one. Let's commit to a hit. <laughs> What was the thing we needed to say about Sahib Dramari? Uh, oh yeah, something about something um, about um, it was something about oh this is all a bit pub, weird. Can the pub take? Can the pub take it? This is a bit weird or something. And then I have to say something like, oh, not as weird as us. Being in a Just say room. that because it would work with a bit you said before if you edit it in. Okay, well if one of you guys say something like, oh this is a bit <laughs> weird, <laughs> or something like, oh I don't know, are we gonna get away with this or <laughs> something like that? And then Guys, I don't know, can we get away with this? It's all a bit weird. Yeah, not as weird as us appearing in Sahi's memories. Fair point, yeah. Right. I think I think you guys are going to kind of go, what? As if, like, what oh, the okay. heck are you talking about? 
I do own Sonic Boom. What? What? What are you on about? Uh, no, no I, I'm. I'm not sure. Let's Hello, play Dan. a hit. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. Let's play a hit. Shit. Right, and should we just now introduce the song or something? Yeah. So this is our great future hit that we wrote in a while ago. <laughs> Get it more snappy. <laughs> True. So this is our future hit that we haven't yet released, but a sneak preview for you this evening. But I, I don't think we need to qualify it quite so much. <laughs> yes, we do. Because <laughs> this is going to go out in, like, ages, I think. Apparently. Okay. Um, What's okay. the song called again? It's Best Job Ever, isn't it? Just saying. Thanks, Oxford. You've been sexy. Here's our song, Best Job Ever. Woo! Excel spreadsheets! <laughs> yeah, that'll do. That. Yeah, we've done a bit too much shouting, probably. Not a lot of shouting. Yeah. Hope that's all right, Chris. Let me know if you want anything else. We can do some more tomorrow, probably. Uh, hopefully that's all right. Bye. Right, now Rich has got to go and press stop. Go on, Rich. While he's out of the room, what do you really think of Rich, Charlie? He's my favourite kid. Aww. I like him more than Dad. <laughs>